one, two, keep it on. Listen to the shit because we keep it till dawn. Listen to the ass track, got it going on. Listen to the ladies, come on and let me spawn. Pour your eggs, then you go up the river. Listen to the ass track, that freaky nigga. Now, I'm at rock and I shock and I tick and I talk and I can't stop with the Bobby Ross. See, I got thought like John Stars. It is Max Ross. Pass me the bike and I'll be rocking the whole bar. The M to the C to the A and it's a boss. The rhymes that we boss on the topic of lust. And good evening, everybody. It is another edition of Jamal About Sports, Monday night, November 21st, broadcasting live from the studios in downtown Brooklyn. That, of course, was Get It Together by the Beastie Boys, most notably Ad Rock and the late, great MCA, a.k.a. Adam Yauch, and, of course, some ass- the assist from Q-Tip from Tribe Called Quest. Riding shotgun, the one, the only, A.G., what is up? And a fitting way to kick it off. Yes, indeed. Especially with uh, some, some current events that happen around our very neighborhood. That is correct. That is correct. Full circle, in, in, in a way. Um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll touch on that topic uh, in, in a second. Uh, big show to get to. Lots of NFL. Your Cowboys keep riding high, rolling along, keeping the train enjoy going. Wave while it lasts, however long it lasts. Yeah, gonna enjoy it. I mean, the nice. I, I didn't think we were getting that game yesterday at all. Yeah, and and got it pretty easily too. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, makes Thursday's game, you know, somewhat important, but not, not certainly not the end of the world if you lose. Um, whereas my game has a lot more riding on it than than yours on Thursday. Although we're still. Wouldn't be the end of the world if the Lions lost, but boy, would they really put themselves in great position if they won. Uh, a couple other games of interest: the Sunday night game, Green Bay. Boy, are they in trouble. Uh, the Rams, despite the referees' best efforts, yeah, I know. It is amazing. There really is something going on with Green Bay favorite nation status. Uh, it's oh, it's it's insane. Did it you get insane. a chance to see that? I thing? have not seen the Jordy well, Nelson non-touchdown that they called the touchdown. Will, as I as I text you, you will throw your remote control yeah. through the through the television. Stand. Maybe maybe at a break, I'll take a look at it. Um, but we start out with uh, sort of our new format, the, the, the miscellaneous slash pop culture edgy new format slash current events uh, portion of the program. And uh, I wanted to start out with this because I think it, 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 it's, it's important. I think it, it, it transcends both sports and, and the world at large and what's going on. And that is last week's uh, kerfuffle. Uh, I thought much ado about nothing, Tempest in a teapot, whatever. Any chance you can you can get to use the word kerfuffle, you've got to go for it. Exactly. Uh, between LeBron James um, and his, uh, I guess his agent, uh, Maverick Carter, and uh, and Phil Jackson. So, uh, are you familiar with this story? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, for those who may or may not, those who may not be aware, uh, Phil Jackson. Uh, uh, who does, by the way, no interviews with the New York press, which I don't really care. But, you know, he is the president of the New York Knicks, and he gets paid $12 million to supposedly run the organization. Uh, but yet he's never around, never available for comment. But boys, he's smug about it. Correct. Uh, but he granted Jack and McMullen, uh, who's a national basketball writer, an interview, um, which, of course— you know, and, and by the way, this is nothing new for Phil, right? He's been smug his entire career. He's been condescending his entire career. Thinks he invented the game of basketball because he always has had the best players. Um, I mean, boy, is he a genius with Michael Jordan. Boy, is he a genius with Kobe Bryant and Shaq. And, 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 wasn't, and, and Scotty Pippen and Horace Grant, a host of other very good players along uh, throughout his career. Um, but in any event, granted her an interview and for some reason didn't talk about the Knicks at all, right? The disaster that, that are the Knicks that he's been overseeing. He has been continuing disaster. He has reached Isaiah Thomas and Matt Millen type levels of ineptitude so far. Are you going that, you're going that far there? Oh, uh, look at the record, dude. Look at the record. Look at the, the, the record of the Knicks. By the way, everyone is thrilled because they're six and seven. Right now, right. everyone was thrilled last year when they were twenty-one and twenty-one, and then of course tanked the rest of the year. Um, we'll look it up at a break. Their record since he has been there, I think, is like forty and a hundred and something. I mean, it's embarrassing. And again, this is the NBA and the Eastern Conference, which is uh, just the the the, yeah, the epitome the, of mediocrity. Exactly. So, in any event, doesn't talk about his team, right? That he's paid in obscene amounts of money to run. 
starts ch- starts chirping uh, and popping off about all other matters. So one of which became LeBron James and how LeBron James and his posse need to be catered to. Okay. That being the key word. It's a snide comment. It's dismissive. Whatever. Did it have one shred of racial uh, undertone to it? Not in my mind. Now, I'm not black, but I don't think so. Uh, I also remember um, a song by Public Enemy called Too Much Posse. There was a song by the Beastie Boys called Posse in Effect. The Redskins wide receivers of the late 80s and early 90s referred to themselves as the Posse, which was Art Monk. Uh, Gary Clark and Ricky Sanders, three black guys. As well as the Fun Bunch. And they were also the Fun Bunch with the other scrubs. Alvin Garrett would get in the mix and they would do that end zone celebration after one of them would score a touchdown. But there was an actual poster. Remember they used to have those posters back in the day when we were growing up? Of course. A certain play. Kenny Easley had one and he was like, he might have even been like the Terminator or something because he was, you know, big and fast and he was almost, you know, like a cyborg. Um, you know, they used to have. One, they used to have one for basketball players, right? Barkley, the round mound, that round mound of rebound. Moses Malone had the Moses with the staff, right? Walter Payton, sweetness. Right. You had, all the, you had a lot of posters for, for the stars of their respective sports in those days. Well, there was one of those three guys, the three Redskin receivers, Art Monk, Gary Clark, Ricky Sanders, called The Posse. So, now listen, I understand it's 30 years ago. It's also, yeah, it's also a totally different concept. Okay, okay. That, that's fine. All right, that, that's fine. I have not heard that term used pejoratively recently. Maybe I'm out of touch. You know, it's funny. I was on Twitter calling people stupid fresh the other day, and I, they got mad at me. I guess that I, I guess that term doesn't mean anything either. That's of course a joke. Um, <laughs> but uh, here, here you, you were on the Twitter. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that, that first yeah. of all, you know, not like our president, who's like a 15 year old girl and is on Twitter every chance I, he gets. I, yeah, I can't even. Um, I, I, or, or soon-to-be president, should I say. Um, but no, in any event, um, so so LeBron James took exception, felt that it was a raci- racially uh, uh, – um, uh, I, I think it's more it's more a question. He's not – he feels like his, he and his partners, their business acumen is not being taken seriously. Okay. I think that's really more his point. Okay. Um, well, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a major issue either way. I think you're but, but, you more just just Phil Jackson just shut up and talk concentrate on your own. Well, so, 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 so to me, there's a couple of there's a couple of angles to this story. That's number one. Is Phil Jackson shut up? Worry about your own damn team, okay? And stop commenting about other people and other players and other teams. That's number one. But number two is LeBron. You're better than this. You are better than this. Listen, I'm a LeBron James fan. Okay, didn't like the way he left Cleveland the first time. To go to Miami, you know, like the way he did it. Was he allowed to do it? Of course, he had every right to do it. The way he did it was poorly, poorly handled. I think even he would admit that now. Um, Otherwise, I have, I have really no issue with LeBron at all. I have, no, I have a lot of respect for LeBron. I mean, look, the guy has – look, to be fair to LeBron, he has carried the weight of an entire city and, all, and kind of a state on his shoulders since he was about 15 years old. It's a lot. That's fair. That's a lot. Right? That is a lot. That's a fair assessment. And then he went back to Cleveland and delivered them a championship last year. Right? And yes, he does it. And look, he's politically active. I I admire him for that. Um, He, you know, has obviously other interests, business interests outside of the NBA. Good for him. That's what I'm saying. He's better than this. He should just ignore Phil Jackson. Don't even take the bait, LeBron. And here's the other problem that I have with this. And it's not, and I don't have a problem with LeBron James necessarily, but when, when, when LeBron shows to me being a little overly sensitive to something like this, this is the kind of stuff thing that that gives that the far license exactly. This is this is this is chum for them. This is their red meat. This is what they love. So then they love to. They, they will use this as an example of how a political correctness gone wrong. And how and, and and then and which then somehow therefore in their idiotic uh, logic gives them license. So to this them. is more your, your issue is more of a pick, pick your battles. Correct. Kind of a, kind of a, a correct. Correct. Listen, LeBron, you you've won. He's won. He's won on the field, on the court. He's won off the court. He's won in life. He's won in sports. He's won. Forget, forget Phil Jackson. 
And listen, I understand, you know what, probably, and, and here's the other, here's, here's my third angle to this. Had Trump not been elected president, I bet you he doesn't even take it in that context. I bet you goes, rolls probably goes in one ear out the other. But I think, to be fair to him, nerves are raw right, in this country right been, now. It's been crazy. There is such a pall in the atmosphere right now. You yes. go outside, it's, it's palpable. Yeah, well. Um, I think I told you, guy, office worker at my, at my job. Uh, I think he's Muslim. It's, I don't even know what he, I don't know right. what he is. But he's very, he looks he's, to be Middle Eastern of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Guy just uh, just on the street, guy in a white guy in a business suit, just punched him. Nice, just that's charming. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. charming. Well, so and as we opened up the, sh- the show, uh, there's a little playground here uh, on the, the 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 sort of the border of Cobble Hill neighborhood I live in, and and Brooklyn Heights um, is was dedicated to MCA, aka Adam Yauch. Adam Yauch Park. From right, Adam Yauch Park from the Who's in the Beastie Boys. It's a cute little park I jog by uh, often um, as part of my run, one of my running routes. And um, some nitwit spray painted uh, swastikas on a children's. Uh, 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 on the, I think it was on the, on the monkey bar. Yeah, something like that. And, and yeah, wrote um, "Go Trump." And yeah, go Trump. So the, the community and the neighborhood at large acted uh, uh, swiftly, painted over it, decorated it with flowers. At home. And then last yesterday, they actually held a rally there. At a which, couple hundred people there, I think. At which... Uh, it's a very small park. It's so. very small. Very tiny. We used to actually play basketball in a park adjacent to that when we were little. Right. I remember. Um, uh, it, was, it was like our third option. We'd go down the street to Columbia Street, and if we couldn't get on there, then we might try to go back someplace else, and then we would go there, I yeah. think. Right? Yeah. Um, but uh, in any event, um, and then so um, Ad-Rock showed up as well and, and spoke. And, you know, listen, I just read... Thing today, uh, I don't mean to laugh because it's not funny, but uh, I just read a thing today where uh, an Uber driver, and apparently it's on video in Queens, was stopped at a light, and some uh, idiot started screaming at him, "San N word! Uh, now we got you! You're going back! Uh, you're getting deported! Trump's president, baby! Yeah, no, this is going you on. loser! Oh, he said loser like three times. Gee, I wonder where he got that t- uh, yeah. word from. Who says that word over and over again? I wonder. Uh, it's it's awful. It's really awful. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing on so many different levels. I mean, look again. You know, not to make this a political show. No, but, you know, no. Look, no, no, no. It's a big story. Stuff. It's a big story. But, you know, but he'll go after those those those, uh, those Hamilton rascals. I mean, he'll take them to task. I, I mean, it 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 is. Yeah, well, as somebody pointed out, you know, take SNL to task. T- tweets about SNL two, tweets about Hamilton two, tweet, uh, t- uh, you know, battles with the New York Times six, tweets condemning uh, race, overt racist acts uh, committed in his name zero, zero, and uh, and by the way, his big stop it, it also came with a disclaimer if it helps, <laughs> and, and it's, it's, it's like those lame apologies oh if i offended anyone it's like, I'm it's sorry. like he, has, he has this weird code that if you don't attack him mm-hmm. he doesn't go after it the second the second you attack him and i i, I don't know he is but it, he it, is, but it's, that's, so it's not even attack it's it's the, the slightest criticism sets him off into a tizzy it's embarrassing it's it's more than embarrassing it's mortifying and how i mean honestly let, let's just for a moment put aside the racism, the xenophobia, the misogyny, the anti-LGBT community, all of those things. Let's just, which I, I, I know is stupid to say this, but let's just for argument's sake, let's just take those things and put them aside, right? How about the fact that he shows zero grace, zero class, zero dignity, brags about his money, which is about one of the sleaziest, most... Uh, which is why old money doesn't respect him, which is pro- probably part of what fuels his Probably. His oh, I, I think no doubt. But, I mean, th- th- what exactly is it could be, from a personality standpoint, attractive about this person to anybody? I, I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. Not to it. mention, he is, he is in, in all seriousness, he is as qualified for that office as you or I. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yes. That's probably pretty accurate. So, anyway, I just thought it was interesting... To kind of take that Phil Jackson, LeBron, I think the the, the, the climate that exists now certainly played a, a role in that both ways. And um, 
you know, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I you know, I, I think it's it's come and gone. I don't think it's a big deal um, anymore. But uh, it, it was definitely you know, uh, kind of all the rage last week. It was a hot topic of discussion in uh, in the sports world last week. Um, so in any event, uh, SNL thoughts this had, past had week. Had its moments. Yeah, obviously good cold open, which uh, which he of course found. Did not find funny. Oh, the the, the Baldwin. Baldwin. The, the Baldwin is Trump. Yeah, and Sudeikis be, uh, came, sh- showed up as Mitch Romney. Mitch Romney. Mitt Romney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was pretty. It was pretty good. I mean, it was oh, pretty the sketch good. Sketch with the uh, the Westworld sketch. The Westworld CNN sketch was pretty good. I mean, that was actually pretty spot on yeah. about how the talking know, heads with their the talking heads, their talking points. Well, their talking points and the fact that they their attention span is has, of a gnat. I mean, yeah. they. They talk about a topic, and then the, the one woman, yeah, okay, well, that, that was last week. Forget it, okay, but we're moving on, right? That was Kristen Wiig, I believe, played that woman that, that was doing that character. Uh, well, Kristen Wiig was one. I think Susan Strong was another. Right, but the one who kept saying, okay, that was whatever, but let's move on. That 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 character, and specifically, I think, was uh, played by Kristen Wiig, who, as you know, not really Very a big, talented, but not, not really not big Kristen fun. Wiig guy. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was a, it was a particularly strong show, but again, I wasn't surprised when I saw that. You know, I always DVR it. So right. uh, when I saw that she was going to be the uh, the host, well, well, just I I I've never found any of her characters particularly. She's, just not, she's not that funny. I mean, she's just not that funny. And she's not as funny and cute, as smart as Cartman's girlfriend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, me 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 me. South Park, on the other hand, South Park has been tremendous. I, I, I can't even do it. Seasons, it's been so good. Can't can't even do it justice to to try to describe. If you if you've never if you haven't watched this season, these last two seasons have been so spot on. They really have. They've nailed the zeitgeist, if you will, uh, to perfection. Love that word. Yes. Um, but yeah, I thought SNL was uh, pretty 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 weak. But you know, they they had a couple of really good ones. The news has, has been pretty good because they've got a lot of they've got a lot of uh, well, they certainly have no do. shortage of topics. That is true. That is true. Um. And then, other than that, uh, Westworld. I know you're not caught up. Um, are you? Are you yeah, one, one episode behind. Any any interest in watching this show with maybe from Arrested Development? Uh, it's another Teebs uh, Productions called. Uh, oh boy, what's it called? <laughs> Lost and Found. Something search. Hold on. Hold on. I, I tried don't... the one with, uh, with Kristen Bell and uh, and Ted Danson. Oh, that's an that's an NBC jam. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it was all right. I mean, I might uh, I might I, I debuted the first episode and uh, uh, on demand did the first episode. I might go back for more. By the way, her the, the actress that plays maybe is Alia Shawkat, Shawkat or something like that. Yeah, um, Shawkat, and the name of this show would be. Uh, search party. There you go. So, you know, it's sort of millennials in Brooklyn, but right. with a twist. It kind of reminds me of a little bit of that. Uh, I know you didn't like the show, but I like the show with uh, Schwartzman and Ted Danson. Bored to death. Bored to death. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't do it. I know. Well, I know you know you don't like Zach Galifianakis. That's, so that's a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I do not get. I didn't, Jackie G. I didn't find him terrible on that show. I, I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of his. I think Between Two Ferns can be funny at times, but I'm, I'm not, I, 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 you know, I'm not a huge fan. But um, I thought he was fine in that show. I mean, he was, you know, he was a supporting character. Ted Danson was tremendous on that show. He was actually, he's, he's good he does. was worth watching just for that. Yeah. Oh, of course. Um, well, oh, speaking of Ted Danson. Yes. Something I really that really stuck out to me about uh, remember he was in Fargo season two. That's right. Can't recommend that highly enough. Very you don't even have to have seen Fargo season one if you can. Oh, yeah, no, they have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, like one's a prequel to the other. Fargo season two is a prequel, basically. Right. To, to I mean, I should one, say they have nothing to do with each other, but yeah, you're not going to be lost if you don't see the first season. Tremendous. But anyway, yeah, it's great. Um, the Ted Danson character. You know he, he's he's like he's creating this this secret language. Do you remember that he's he he actually invents a language. You know like trying. Remember he like in his uh, up in up in um, up in his attic. He's got all these papers and with like with translations of this. He, he's inventing a language mm-hmm. and then he, he explains it. He's trying to invent a, well, a universal language because of all the problems in the world do with the fact nobody understands each other. Hmm. Which 
uh, it's proven very preachy. Hmm. Interesting. That's what, what, that is a huge part of the problem. People just don't understand each other. Well, so I read, actually speaking of preaching, I read this article in the Times today about this book that came out in 1997, I believe. I saw the, I didn't read the article. Okay. I saw the headline. And a guy basically predicted this whole thing. Is that right? Yeah. Pretty much predicted the whole thing. You, oh. you, 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 you yeah. read the article in full. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll have to take a look it's, at it. It's unbelievable. Uh, actually, with that, let's take a short break. We'll come back with some sports. Right after this. Yeah! Come on at you with a little blue oyster. Oh. You're going to blow it for us, Gene! <laughs> I got a fever. Uh, the only thing that's going to cure is more cowbell. One of the better... Well, I want you to explore the studio space. I mean, seriously, explore the space. Uh, that was one of the better skits of all time, of course. More cowbell. With the... Satirizing uh, Stony Brook's very own blue oyster cowbell. That's right. That's right. Well, I thought they—I thought they were from Oyster Bay, hence their name. They, were now, you know, they got there. They cut their teeth at okay. the University of Stony Brook. Speaking of Stony Brook's own, uh, Will Ty doing some thangs over there for the Giants yeah, yeah, at tight player. end, That's getting it doing. And I saw somebody picked up Victor Oak. Oh, is that right? Oche. Oche? Yes, I think it might have even been the Jetros actually. Huh. I think the Jetros may have signed him to the practice squad, perhaps. Hmm. Um, but I remember uh, when the guy was drafted him late in the. Yeah, anyway. Um, so, as we went to break, I was talking about uh, this book that I, I said 1997, uh, actually came out in 1998. The author is Richard Roty, R O R T Y. He was a, uh, a, f- a philosopher um, and writer, obviously. Uh, yeah, his, his finger on the pulse of, of the political. The name issue. of the book is called Achieving Our Country, it was published in 1998. So, Here's an excerpt from it as published in today's uh, New York Times in the arts section. This, again, came out in 1998. Members of labor unions and unorganized, unskilled workers will sooner or later realize that their government is not even trying to prevent wages from sinking or to prevent jobs from being exported. Around the same time, they will realize that suburban white-collar workers, themselves desperately afraid of being downsized, are not going to let themselves be taxed to provide social benefits for anyone else. At that point, something will crack. The non-suburban electorate will decide that the system has failed and start looking around for a strongman to vote for. Not a strong man, strongman, one word. Someone willing to assure them that once he is elected, the smug bureaucrats, tricky lawyers, overpaid bond salesmen, and postmodernist professors will no longer be calling the shots. One thing that is very likely to, <clears throat> as I old school it and flip the page of the newspaper. Very, very quaint. Yes. Um, I am wearing a sweater, by the way, right now. I have a pipe and a, sn- <laughs> and a nice spot of tea. And where's your monocle? <laughs> That's exactly right. And a nice spot of tea. Um, Hello. That is, that is very likely to happen. Yeah, man. <laughs> is that the gains made in the past 40 years by black and brown Americans and by homosexuals will be wiped out. Jocular contempt for women will come back into fashion. All the resentment which badly educated Americans feel about having their manners dictated to them by college graduates will find an outlet. And there you have it. Bam. That guy just summed it up. And that was in 1998. Uh, unfortunately, as I said, gentlemen. Yeah, but he didn't give you the year. Right, right, Exactly. Um, that's insane. That is insane. That is insane. But, you know, obviously the first part of that is the most, I think, uh, instructive and that's, you know, about unions and unskilled laborers. Uh, and the, the rights assault on both has been going on for years. And unfortunately our current president didn't do a whole hell of a lot to stop it and pretty much sat idly by as Scott Walker dismantled most of the unions in the state of Wisconsin. So, I know, I know Obama's supposed to be this crazy liberal, but uh, when he had a chance to actually s- step up uh, for FDR-type ideals, he pretty much 
stayed silent, unfortunately. In any way, in any event, we digress. Um, college football, real quick. Um, actually, really not a lot happening. Uh, Michigan State almost beat Ohio State. Michigan had yeah, a- I, What did you think of them going for two there? You know They're what? They're going to have to score again anyway to win. Yeah. So they, and they got the ball back too, and they got the goal. I mean, they got in bad field position, but why not? I mean, they're they're three and seven on the year, right. or whatever the hell they are. They're at home. They really want to go to overtime. Didn't love the play call, but um, but by yeah. the way, it looks like if he pulled it down, he had only had one guy to beat and he'd try to run it in himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the kid Scott, the running back, had been doing all their damage. I think I think he got to figure out a way to get it to him there, even if he. You know, either He's your best player. Yeah, you run him on a draw, or you know, even you try to you know hit him with a little swing pass out of the, the backfield. Really no chance. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, a little tight end hook pattern in the end zone right over the middle. I mean, it was it was there was no option to, it was no creativity. It was very it was a strange play call to say the least. Yeah. Um, when I ran it back, it looked like he had a clear. Well, not a clear. There would have been one guy to beat. Right. I had no issue with with Antonio going for it there. I think it made a lot That's of aggressive. sense. Yeah, I think again, you, know, you get, you you get, get nothing. You tie the score up. You still have to score again to win. So yeah, nothing. You, you yeah, win, win look, they got the ball back. Give Ohio State credit. Their defense is good, and they made a play when they needed to. Um, I mean, the guy made a great play. I don't know if you saw the play that, to make the interception and seal the game. He was covering the guy running an out yeah, pattern, they're, they're, they're and he read it and off. dropped back off of it. I mean, it wasn't a great throw to begin with because he was getting hit as he was throwing it. Um, Joey Bosa's little brother, by the way, getting it done for Ohio State. Yeah. And by the way, I have to say, you were right. I was wrong. Joey Bosa, I've seen some Chargers games. That boy can play. He can play. That dude is good. Yeah. He is real good. Um, don't, don't mess with my scouting. Now, did you, you've, been, you've been spot on. I, 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 you know I always give you credit where credit is due. The one that we both missed on big time was Kyle Van Noy. Uh, we missed on him big time. Jury's still out on... Um, uh, What's the, the outside linebacker for the Steelers from Georgia that we both love? Jarvis, uh, Jarvis Jones. Jarvis Jones. Yeah, he, hasn't been great. he hasn't been great. I mean, he still he starts. He plays a lot, but he hasn't really made a huge impact. But Marcus Joyner really hasn't. But he was one of my pet pet cats in the draft two years ago. Yeah, the kid three years from ago. Florida State who's on the Rams now. He shows up here and there. He's, he's battled some injuries, but yeah, I, I thought he was going to be the next Bob Sanders for sure. Um, I definitely was was very high on him. But um, anyway. We'll digress this to it. So yeah, my point is, not a draft show. There, there was a, there wasn't a ton. There was there was really nothing. Um, you know, Clemson rolled. So the, the top four remained the same. Um, but here's I think where it gets tricky. So, and 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 this is again the problem with with having a final four. Now it's better than it used to be, right? The BCS process was idiotic. I think everybody can agree with that. Correct. The final four is certainly an improvement over that. But you tell me right now. If there's a team playing better football in a country than USC, now I get it; they have three losses, right? So that just other, automatically other, other disqualifies them, right? Other than Alabama, of course. Will you tell me uh, USC couldn't beat Michigan right now, especially now that Michigan's down to their second-string quarterback, who was a, a horror show against Indiana on Saturday? Yeah. Um, you can tell me they couldn't beat Ohio State. Certainly could beat. They already beat Washington, who's been ranked fourth. And they beat Washington in Washington and took it to Washington, right? So, but Washington gets still. You know, Washington was USC fourth. has one or two losses, three losses. They have three. They have three losses. They got killed by Alabama to start the year, right? I think they also may have lost to USC, and then they had a pack. No, no USC. I, I mean USC to Ohio State. Hold on, we'll, we'll go to the Google later. And we'll figure this out right now. We'll get to the bottom of this. Um, but they have a chance to, to play for the if they if they beat Colorado. I think they play Colorado this week. They beat Colorado. We're gonna go. We're gonna figure it out right now. If they beat Colorado, um, then I believe they will play the winner of Washington. Yes, if they beat Colorado this week, they beat the winner of Washington Washington State, which is this weekend, the Apple Cup. Um, for well, the they lost to Stanford and Utah. Okay, and and uh, Stanford and Utah. Right. Okay. So so when they lost to Utah's a ranked team, Stanford was not ranked. I think at the time, but Stanford is ranked now, and obviously Alabama is the best team in the country. And when Texas A and M got 
smoked in the second half by Alabama. Now, they kind of hung with them in the first half, but they got blown. They got their doors blown off in the second half. They moved down like two spots at the time. So my point is, we want to talk about who teams – see, the committee, to me, their criteria is all it, – it, it, there's sort of no rhyme or reason for it. Because why do I care that um, – why would Washington still be – Washington is still ranked ahead of USC because Washington only has one loss. But Washington hasn't played or beaten anybody either, right? Yeah. USC has – Well, let's see. Give, give, me, give me USC. Arizona, so, okay, so they lost to Alabama, beat Utah State. Okay. Lost to Stanford and Utah back-to-back, and then they ripped off six straight. They beat – Arizona State was terrible. Terrible. Colorado was good. Yep. Arizona – not great. No good. Cal, not great. No, bad. Oregon, bad. Not good. Having a bit down year. Beat up on Washington. Right. Oh, and I'm sorry. And then, then they just and they throttled and they throttled UCLA, UCLA, who's having a down year too. All right. So their their resume isn't great. Uh, okay, that's fair. It's not great. Um, yeah, but I think Washington needs to be uh, right that on. But but hear hear me out. If they be if if USC beats Colorado this week, no, they already played Colorado. Sorry. If USC beats – oh, this is Hoopsketball. Okay. Got the wrong thing up there. Who's USC play this week? Notre Dame. All right. They're going to win that game. Notre Dame's terrible. Um, who's Colorado played in this week? Off my phone. I can do it. Yeah, let me do it on the on the laptop. It's better. All right, so they finish up with Notre Dame. Okay, so they're gonna they're gonna be what are they eight and three now? They're gonna be nine and three. I thought of Colorado. Twelve. Colorado loses, then USC I think plays for the uh, has a chance to play for the Pac-12 title against the winner of Washington Washington State. I think. Um, can't seem to get uh, a schedule for the Buffs. By the way, uh, pretty impressive story. They play Utah. So I think if Utah beats Colorado this week, um, USC, I think, goes to the – plays the winner of Washington, Washington State, and uh, plays the Pac-12 title. They win the Pac-12 title. I know they're going to have three losses, but you're going to tell me a two-loss Big Ten team is more deserving to go to the Final Four than USC? I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I I just, I think there's a lot of... It's uh, subjective. It's very subjective. It's very subjective. And, 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 you know, this this idea that... Again, it's better than it was. It's better than it was, but it's still, it's still, it's still not great. And particularly this year, I mean, look... What we're really looking at is who gets the right to probably get their doors blown off by Alabama. Um, Alabama certainly that seems scary. They certainly seem to be head and shoulders above everybody else in college football. I mean, they really do. I mean, Clemson. You know, I know the quarterback is good. They've got the, the wide receiver Mike Williams is a stud. They got a stud running back. They 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 just they're just not that impressive. I mean, mm-hmm. week in week out, they're just not that impressive. They should have lost to NC State. Um, you know, it's not a terrible team, but you know they're like a they're like an okay ACC school. I mean, they're not. They're not Alabama just beats you in every phase. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just they they out physically out physical you on both sides of the they're ball on you on, on both lines. I mean, they just blow up what you do. You know, they, they're they're good at every level on defense. Yeah, they just look. They're just, oh, Alabama! By the way, I also want credit for uh, Landon Collins. I nailed that pick too. Uh yeah, I know you were high on Landon Collins. I mean, a lot of people were, but uh, yeah. He, and he, I think, I guess he had the game clinching interception yesterday for the Giants. I think he's uh, intercepted passes in four straight games. He has, games. he has. Took him a little while. Right. Took him a little remember, while. I remember last year they would have beat the Patriots if he just comes down that interception at the end of the game. That's right. I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah. Took him. I think that guy, right now, that guy is all over the field. Yeah. Well, he's also playing. You know, I think the Giants were trying to play him at free safety some last year. Now they got to play him for strong. They seem to have figured it out with how to use his skill set. Yeah. Exactly. All I saw in Alabama, I just saw him making play after play after. But he looked like Roy Williams when Roy, 
uh, you know, Roy Williams was the former safety from Oklahoma. Yeah, the no, no, not the wide receiver. Yes, the one that we 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 have to we we can thank we can we the one we have to thank for the uh, idiotic horse collar uh, tackle rule because he used to do it all the time, well, and then he well, did it, did it and then Lawrence. he did it to Terrell Owens, and then that that made the NFL change the rule. Yeah. Correct. But Roy Williams, as bad as he became late in his career, again we're talking safety. Roy Williams, his first two or three years, excellent. Excellent player. In the NFL. Struggled a little bit in coverage, but then once teams really got a hold for it, then he got, then I think he just got fat and slow. Right. And then it just, teams' entire game plan. They would throw right at him, I remember. just built around wherever number 31 is, that's where the ball's going. I remember it. They would just throw right at him. But anyway, but when he was good, that doesn't Landon Collins kind of reminds me of that. Gotcha. And that's actually a compliment. Right. Um... Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, there's going to be a lot of college jobs open. It sounds like Charlie Strong is going to be out at oh, Texas. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, Tom Herman, the current coach at Houston, uh, looks like that job is earmarked for him. Um, LSU, you know, Ed Orgeron had LSU. What are you talking about? Houston kicking the crap out of Louisville. Look, Houston's a good team. Houston beat Oklahoma. I know I, everyone made it went crazy. I mean, they had two losses. One was to Navy, who's good. And the other was to SMU. Okay, it's a bad loss, but SMU's not that bad. I mean, SMU's not like – I think SMU has a winning record. Now, granted, they play in that idiotic American Athletic Conference, which is – Whatever that Whatever is. that might be. Yeah. Um, it's kind of made up. But um, – I, I want to say Houston had 11 sacks this they, week. They used to – I think the American – What's that? They had 11 sacks in that game against Louisville. Houston did. Yeah. Yeah. No, look. Houston's good. They're a good team. That, that, that's, not, that's, that's a good team. Um. Yeah, so that, that dude Stephen Taylor, not to be confused with Stephen Tyler. Right. Stephen Taylor was all over the field along with the with that tackle Ed Oliver, a defensive tackle. Let's see. Yeah, the defense. Yeah, he's really good. And obviously, Landon Roberts is starting for the Patriots now, who was on their squad last year. We William, William Jackson, the third, the corner. Where did he go? Cincinnati. Yes. Is he hurt? I don't know. I, I don't know. He. I'm, I've not heard anything from him. I've heard not hide nor hair from him. Nor Darquise Denard. Well, he he, he plays on special teams, I see, but he can't. He stinks. He can't cover anybody. Uh, he, was, he was supposed to be hands down the best corner. In the all right, maybe I'm wrong about SMU. They're not very good. They're five and six. Okay, mm-hmm. my bad. All right, so that's a bad loss. All right, you know, you know what? Look, it happens. Um, Houston still. That's a bad loss. They should have probably not lost that game. But losing the Navy, there's no shame in that. Navy's good. Um, so anyway. Uh, but yeah, the SMU. But here, here's here's what's silly is that people were saying because of that, all of a sudden now he wasn't going to be Tom Herman now, the coach, current coach of Houston, wasn't going to be considered for a big job. Why? Because you, because your team loses one game. I mean, did we not? We don't look at the whole body of work. Yeah, well, I think that Louisville game will probably make people reassess. Right, but my point is that it's silly that it took that for them to reassess. I mean, you know, the guy they had a great year there last year. They're going to have a good year there this year. Plus. He was a very, he was a hot commodity when he was uh, uh, an, an assistant at Ohio State. So fine, you know what? I, a long way since Jack Party and Andre Ware. Yeah, that's right. As well, or, and and or most recent, well, Kevin Sumlin was their coach not too long ago. Current coach at Texas A and M when he had Case Keenum. Mm. And Case Keenum, I believe, uh, broke could all of Andre Ware. Insane. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so in any event. Um, but, uh, yeah, LSU job's going to be open now. Looks like Ed Orgeron will not be considered for the, to get the inter, have the interim tag removed and, and be the permanent head coach after that debacle against Florida on Saturday. Uh, 7-3 game. Had a chance to go up 10-3. Botched the field goal. Ended up throwing an incomplete pass into the end zone. Uh, it was at the two-yard line next play. Florida hits like a 40-yard pass at the sideline. LSU corner misses the tackle. Guy goes 98 yards for a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the game, they had a chance. To, well, they fumbled, I think, three times inside the 10-yard line or something insane like that. I, they just – just a very Les Miles-esque performance out of yes. LSU. All the, all the things that Les Miles got uh, fired for, you know, unimaginative play calling, particularly down inside. Clock head. management. Clock right. management, yeah. So, but meanwhile, Les Miles, you know, is going to get a big – he'll get if – they're, if they're big job – The Mad Hatter will be winning somewhere. What's that? The, the Mad, Mad Hatter? Hatter? Yeah. If a big job doesn't open up this offseason, 
uh, one will next offseason, and then he'll he'll sit and wait, and he'll take that job, and he'll probably go work for uh, ESPN for a year or something like that, uh, I would imagine. Um, but yeah, other than that, a pretty uneventful weekend uh, in college football. Meanwhile, we're getting down pretty much at the last week of the season now, and then you're gonna have the champ, and then you're gonna have, then you're gonna have the the um, the conference championship games. So. And then the scouting begins. That's right, and then we begins in earnest. So moving right along to the league where they play for pay. Uh, yeah, your Cowboys rolling along, doing a nice job. Nice uh, Enjoying the ride. Did you did you follow it on the internet or did you actually yeah, so go watch, watch the game cast? You did watch the game cast, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of nice. I mean, you're sitting there. You, well, no, I, normally I listen to the game on the radio. Right. But no, no, I, I was blocked this time. It kept coming with some stupid error message almost through my iPad through the freaking <laughs> window. So I, I went to the game cast. Okay. But, I mean, it's kind of nice. I mean, you, you're really you're, you're sitting in the proverbial catbird seat. I mean, you've got, you know, these, these are stress-free Sundays for you now. I mean, it's kind of like gravy. Well, they're, they're never stress-free Sundays <laughs> until the games are over. Well, I understand that. But, I mean, you know, look, you're 9-1. You're I mean, even if you lose this Thursday, the Redskins are going to be 9-2. They're going to be 7 – they'll be 7-3-1. and one. All right. So, yeah, you only have a game lead well, on them. But you also have the Giants. Right. Who ripped off seven in a row. Right. And remember, you know, then you, then you lose to um, – you lose up there when you go to the Meadowlands. Let's not not MetLife, when let, you go to the Meadowlands. Right, I know. I, I never then, call then, it MetLife. They'll, they'll beat beating us twice. So, you know, it's, 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 it is anything but wrapped up. I anything always, up. always, always, always call it the Meadowlands. I never call it MetLife. You look for the skin? Nor should I. Yeah, all right. So let's take a look. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so you've got Washington – uh, this Thursday, which, by the way, the NFL, they are not hypocrites at all. It's, oh, all, yeah, about, it's all about safety. Yet they make, they make Washington play a, play a Sunday night game and say, oh, yeah, now you got to play Thursday. Yeah. They're all about safety. Yeah. That is disgraceful. That's really bad. How is that allowed how, to happen? I don't know how that's allowed. That's weak. I don't know how that is allowed. That it's is crazy. If I, were a Red, if I were a Washington fan and or a member of the Redskins organization, I would be uh, livid. Happened in the Cowboys two years ago. And yeah. They, and they... Uh, and they not so not so coincidentally got destroyed by the Eagles. Well, and obviously different sport, and so not quite as obviously not as, as taxing physically. But I believe the Mets had to play a Sunday night game and then go play a day game the next day on a Monday this year, late in the year. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's good, good, right? That's good. Um, uh, yeah, it's a, what a disgrace. Or no, this I think what it was is. We played a Sunday night game, but it was like on the West Coast, and then we had to play Monday in Miami or something like that. Yeah. Something that's really weird. Yeah, that's silly. Um, so then you're at Minnesota, who you know they they stemmed the tide a little bit yesterday with the with the win at home. You have to expect that's going to be a very tough game. Uh, I don't know that that's true. You, you know, did you see how the Minnesota won yesterday? Yeah, special teams touchdown and a uh, and a hundred a hundred yard interception return for a touchdown. Uh, on a blatant pass interference and or holding penalty that wasn't called that, that allowed uh, Xavier Rhodes to make the interception. I don't know if you saw the play. I did, but I don't, I don't know. Okay. The, Reds, the Cardinals were going bananas. Uh, Bruce Arians not happy. So they, they um, I, I don't know which receiver for the Cardinals was. I think it may have been John Brown. I think he's number 12. He ran a quick out, right? And the Cardinals were at like a two-yard line. Um, he goes to run it out. Captain Munnellum mug, mugs him, grabs him, doesn't let him get out of his break quick enough. It's a timing pattern, so Palmer throws the ball thinking he's going to be there. And then Xavier Rhodes, who was playing the, the outer quarter in his zone, just stepped right in front and returned 100 yards for a touchdown. Quarter roll Patterson returned the kick uh, 104 yards for a touchdown. Sam Bradford had a whopping 169 yards passing. They had about 60 yards rushing. I mean, they barely had over 200 yards of offense, and they won 30 to 24. Uh, so, you know, you're not going to – I mean, look, my, I, we'll get to my lines in a second. They had one of the uglier wins you'll ever see in your life yesterday. But my point is Minnesota – granted, it's at Minnesota, but, you know, they're, they're in a dome now. So, again, they're back inside. So it's, weather, still, it's a road game. Weather's it's not going to be a factor. It's, not, um, it's, it's, it's certainly one you're going to have to earn. Um, look, their defense is good, but their offense is really bad. So, I mean, granted, we'll make Sam Bradford look like a superstar on Thursday. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Stephon Diggs will kill us, no question. But uh, you guys should be able to take care of the Vikings. At the Giants, 
that's a tough game. I, I, if, I, if I were handicapping these games, I would actually say, I, I'm going to give you the win on Thursday against the Redskins. I'll give you a win at Minnesota. By the way, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I, I need, biggest fan. I'll be your biggest fan of that Minnesota game. Uh, at the Giants, I'll put down a loss. So that'll make you – you're 9-1 right now? Correct. So 10-1, according to my calculations, 10-1, 11-1, 11-2. Tampa Bay to win 12-2. Home against us on Monday night. I mean, you, hopefully you won't even need that game by then. So, you know, I mean, I, I but I'll say I'll give, you, I'll give you guys a win there. Uh, 13, and then at Philadelphia. So that, that Philadelphia game last game of the year may not even mean anything for right. you. It could maybe home field throughout the playoffs, but um, I mean, none of the other teams in the NFC are really killing it right now. The division leaders certainly aren't. I mean, look, we're leading our division with six and four uh, in the South. Atlanta's leading the division at six and four. Tampa Bay's one game behind at five and five. Tampa Bay. I know. I know. Um, they went. They won at Kansas City yesterday. By the way, awful. Off Alex Smith, remember he was Alex Smith yesterday, by the way. <laughs> that's your guy. With an absolutely atrocious that's, that's, that's your interception in the end zone from the two-yard line when they were down 13. No, they were down 12-10 at the time. So at the worst-case scenario, they kicked a field goal and go up 13-12 there. Tampa Bay intercepted it. Chris Conti took it took it all 50 yards. Yeah, all the way back, and Tampa Bay ended up scoring a touchdown after. That's, that's, that's a 10-point swing right there. Can't have it. You can't have that. Um, that's your guy. That was a killer. So anyway, NFC South. Uh, you guys are obviously leading the East, and then we're leading the North, and then out in the West, Seattle looks like they're going to run away with that division now. And then what are they? What's Seattle? Seven three and one now. Is that six three and one? I think they're six three and one. Hold right. on, we'll of go to course, the, of course they have the tie against against the, Arizona. The tie against Arizona. We'll go to the, we'll go to the standings. Let's go to the standings. standings. Oh, no, 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 no. Nope. Near, as my girl uh, uh, Aisha Tyler would say on uh, Archer, near <laughs> uh, standings. All right. Here we go. What NFC. Is, what does H. John Benjamin voice that character perfectly? He does. Seattle 7 2 and 1. So, yeah, all right. It may come to, and, you know, Seattle, with, since Russell Wilson's been there, has some insane record in, um, in Seattle. It, no, just in the month of December. Yeah, yeah. Since he's been there, it's crazy. So, it appears that he's gotten healthier and healthier. Yeah, and Jimmy Graham is, is becoming a factor in that offense again now. So they're, they're the way, certainly... The fact, they're saying that the fact that he's playing is, is nothing short of miraculous based on the knee injury that he had. Jimmy Graham? Yeah. Yeah, his hmm. injury that he that he sustained last year was apparently so like really, really bad. Hmm. It's, it's, it's I'm surprised. Trim, trim to the guy I'm surprised because, you know, I don't know if you knew this, but um, Tom Brady's from um, San Francisco. I don't know if you knew that. He's from Northern Sorry. California. Yeah. Uh huh. He's also a sixth round pick. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Um, I don't know if you know that. Um, uh, that uh, I mean, they, they just they recycle these same storylines in the NFL over and over and over again. I just, I'm surprised that uh, I hadn't heard that because they they love to churn out the same. Well, you know what it is. I managed to do a nice job of avoiding watching any pregame show or postgame show nowadays, so I never really see that stuff anymore. Um, so, I mean, look, you guys, if you don't win the division, it's it's going to be uh, – it's, it's going to take a colossal meltdown. I wouldn't say colossal meltdown. Dude, you're 9-1. You have a okay. three-game lead. You lose the Redskins. Uh-huh. The Reds win. Okay. And then both teams hold serve. And then you go to the and then you go to the uh, then you go to the Giants and you lose. The Giants play Giants have, the Giants have, Cleveland. Then, then, you have, then you have yeah then you have then then you're tied but they have the tiebreaker. So it's a, and then you have yeah you can't be losing the Redskins so, at so home. I wouldn't say that's it. Redskins Red, Red, aren't that good. You're not bad. You're not bad. All right. Well, we'll, we'll you know it, it, it's it's I, I think to say it would take a colossal meltdown is, is a bit of an overstatement. It's not a colossal meltdown. I mean, you know, we're not talking about the, you know, the Cowboys not the '85 Bears. What on defense? No, but I mean, you know, look, you've got uh, two MVP candidates according to uh, all the experts now: the quarterback and the running back. Those guys have played well. Well, so I mean, hey, listen, you're already, you're already going into contrarian doubting mode. Listen, I, I no, I mean, no, they're the greatest rookies of all time. Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott. I mean, you know, you guys. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Listen, 
hey, with great power comes great responsibility. With a great record, own it. Don't run away from it. Own it. You're nine and one, bro. Everything's going perfectly for you. You're right. I should just I should just start <laughs> bragging. Yep. Start chirping. Yeah. Why not? You want to see you want to see somebody with some power. All I can, all I have to do is just take to the airwaves and say. We are going to kick everybody's ass. We're going 15 and 1. And I guarantee you, I'm not saying there is that. no quicker path to, to going 9 7. <laughs> I'm not saying you get cocky and, and brag, but you could certainly, there's no reason for you to not be confident. You're going to tell me you're not confident you're going to win the division right now, seriously. Taking, looking at it objectively, taking all hexes and reverse jinxes and all the other crazy stuff that I would probably be doing the same Cautiously thing. Cautiously optimistic. Okay. Okay, I guess that's, that's I guess that's fair. And I don't know. Boy, would you would you be saying the same thing? Well, okay, yeah, but you know, what what nice false equivalency? You're talking about forty five, well, forty years for me, fifty something years of complete and utter ineptitude for my franchise. You've got four Super Bowl rings, so okay, but I don't want to hear it. About twenty years, twenty years running of, of mediocrity. Okay, I, dude, it's not even close. They won. Three Super Bowls in four Super Bowls. Cautiously optimistic. It's not to, for you to try to even paint the no, Lions and the Cowboys organizations with the same brush is yeah, but, but, insane. But you dismiss my cautious optimism. I'm not dismiss. I'm not. You're better than that. I you know not. how this thing works. <laughs> you know how this thing works. You know, I'm not. I'm not letting you get away. With I'm this. not dismissing it. I'm not dismissing. You're being it. very dismissive. <laughs> very dismissive. You're very quick. To very, very quick to poop. Yeah, you're, you're not getting away with this. All right. I, I'm just saying you have every right to be confident. Not overly so. You have every right to be confident. I'd say cautiously optimistic. You're hedging a little bit. I, 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 frankly, I expected more from a varsity letterman. But that's okay. We've seen how quickly the wheels can come off. Well, yeah, obviously a big injury I would, somewhere. I would, I would think that the Jets were pretty cautiously optimistic <laughs> at 10-1 when Paul McGuire every single week was picking them to lose. And they went 10-6. But that's the Jets. That's what the Jets do. I mean, that is, it really is. That's what the Jets that do. Is, it really is what the they Jets are, do. They are the Lions of the AFC. And, and their they, fans get their hopes up every single, and every single year. By the way, not a coincidence that for a very long time, my other favorite team was the Jets. I love that Jets. Was, were you there when we did this? I know, I know. Yeah. Renzo Malden. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's a tough organization. Oh, but, they yeah. So, speaking of which, we'll move along to my Leones, since we also play, uh, as we know, this Thursday. Uh, you guys play on Thanksgiving? Yeah, I know, right? Um, hideous game. Uh, here's what I need to know. We had two yards rushing at halftime, 14 total for the game. <laughs> That's insane. And we, you win. We went three and out, five, first five possessions of the first Against half. Against the Jags. Against the Jaguars, yeah. Off a bye at home. Um... Five, three, first five possessions, three and out. Um, no, actually, that's not true because we got a first down on the first possession, but then went three and out, and then the next five possessions went three and out. Um, three and out, five in a row? Five, five straight three and outs, mm-hmm. correct. Um, yeah, that, so that happened. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, muffed a punt on a fair catch in a, in a dome stadium, so weather could not be used as a, a right. factor, as a reason. Um, had an extra point blocked, uh, although yesterday was apparently the day of the miss, extra point mishaps. There were 12 either blocked or missed extra points yesterday. How many has Prater missed? Uh, extra points? Yeah. That's his second one. He had, I think he missed one against, oh no, that was last year he missed against Green Bay. I think that's his first miss extra point this year. Hmm. Um, he's missed a couple field goals, but you know what? He's hit, a, he's hit every important field goal. Right. The complete opposite of Jason Hansen. Basically, Jason Hansen would make every non-important field goal and then miss every important field goal. Um, great kicker, great statistically, not particularly clutch. Prater has been insanely clutch and has been knock wood because I know I'll jinx him. He'll probably miss a 38-yarder to win the game this Thursday. Now that I said this, but he has uh, his career statistically, he's been tremendous for either game time or game winning kicks. Um, I think he's 10 for 10 or something mm-hmm. like that. So of course he's due to miss one, and of course it'll happen this week. Um, but you win, in, you win this week in large part for uh, for being able to draw them off sides. That was huge. That was a big play too. So what was interesting about that is apparently Stafford, uh, while watching tape, 
saw that uh, in a game, I don't know, earlier in the season against the Chargers, Philip Rivers had done the same thing and gotten him to jump offside. So he had that in the back of his head when he went up to the line, did a hard count, got him to jump offside. Fourth and two from their 46-yard line. I mean, look, I know our defense isn't great. We would They would have had the ball back, let's say presumably, even if Sam Hart kicks it into the end zone, they're getting the ball at the 20-yard line, uh, needing a touchdown with Blake Bortles at Q back. I kind of like my chances there, mm-hmm. even with my defense, which is not great. It's played much better. So what's, your, what's your scouting view of Blake Bortles? Uh, uh, frankly, I've never seen anything like this. I've never – so first of all, I don't know if you knew this. You, know, you, knew, you remember my scouting report on him. Well, based, based can't, be good, can't be good because of his name. Correct. Um, now, I mean, I remember – Remember him making some some pretty spectacular plays in college at Central Florida, but um, and you know he's got the size, he's got all the physical attributes, except for one one minor uh, glitch. He can't throw. He literally can't throw. He has like a mental block now where he can't throw. And they've been trying. To, he says he he himself has even described himself as not a natural thrower of the football. Kind of an important, that's, that's an important skill set to have as a yeah. quarterback. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, yeah it's sports moment. And feeling comfortable. Doesn't feel comfortable throwing the football. Like, they were talking about this. Is this like the yips? I, I don't, it's not quite the yips. Um, and actually, to be fair, he threw some pretty nice passes against us yesterday. I mean, both the touchdown passes that, that he threw, Darius Slay was right there in coverage and didn't make the play. If the throws weren't right where they needed to be, they'd either get intercepted or knocked down. So... Look, but he's he's not great. I mean, he's he's definitely speaking not of yips. If I could digress for one second, uh, John Lester. Yeah. Um, I you know and all John the, Lester. Yeah, yeah. No, we're talking about the football. Yips. Yeah, no, yes, exactly. But just were you aware of that that situation that he can't throw to any bases? I, I, I didn't know. I, I never heard of it until this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I never. I didn't I, know. I, that. I didn't know about because I you know obviously I faced, you know, yeah. my team faced him for ten years and I'd never know. I didn't know it was a thing. Okay. I didn't know uh, it was a thing. The yips. Um. But anyway, yeah, Blake Bortles not great. Anyway, Lions got much like the Vikings got a defensive touchdown, got a special teams touchdown. Um, here, here's the important thing: when they needed a touchdown drive in the fourth quarter, Stafford did it. Stafford was nine for ten in the fourth quarter, and then they got the ball back with eight eighteen left in the game. And by the time Jacksonville got the ball back, Lions had a seven point lead, and there was twenty two seconds left. So, listen, a hideous day all the way around. But when they needed two big drives to end the game, they got them. So. And the defense got a ton of three and outs yesterday. After the muff punt set them up at our 10-yard line, they held them. They got a three and out and held them to a field goal there. Got three turnovers. Did the job. Whatever. Lions seem to be sneaking up on everybody. You play that way against a good team, you're going to lose. I get it. But, you know, hopefully they'll be, they'll put a, uh, they'll, they'll be a lot more crisp uh, this week uh, against the Vikings. And if they win this game, it'll be 7-4 and, and really, really in the driver's seat to win that division. Because... The Packers, it would appear, uh, are done for this year. And, 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 and to be fair, they, they, they are just ravaged by a ton, ton of injuries on that team. Uh, I mean, they're playing third and four deep at corner, third and four deep at linebacker. It's tough. Clay Matthews. By the end of that game, the Redskins were just, were, just, were just throwing the ball out well. Yeah. Throwing the ball 40 yards down the field, yeah. no problem. Yeah, Dorcopotamus, Kirk Cousins, boys, that guy irritate me. <laughs> I mean, you don't like that? Oh, does he? he well, did you see his thing yesterday? <laughs> How you like me now? How you like me? That's his thing now, man. Yeah, he does this thing. now. Yeah. yeah. Well, so he did the last year. Did you like that? You liked it. First of all, he's got that irritating, nasally Midwestern accent, yeah. right? So that's number one. Number two, he looks like a dork. He looks terrible in his uniform with his big, fat hip pads and his dorky shoulder pads and his terrible face mask. I, I, everything about him irritates me. By the way, one of my finest, most proud, happiest moments was beating Tim Tebow's brains in in 2011. And then this year, after he scored what he thought was the game-winning touchdown against us on a read option end around with his smug smile on the sideline and holding the ball. Like, look at me. Yay, I just won in my home state. Because he's from Michigan yeah. and went to Michigan State. And then we and then Stafford drove us down the field and scored and beat them. That's right. Oh, up there with Tebow. Huh? Oh, I was so happy. It made me so happy. Made, well, because you know what? I, he's always kind of irritated me. But then to see that smug look on his face after they scored on a fluke play, basically, to beat us. Um, with, <laughs> to to pretend to beat us. Toothy Griffin. Toothy, that's right. 
Um, yeah, of course, he's still trying to worm his way back into the league. <laughs> the guy just, he can't help himself. It's unbelievable. Uh, and then we got some more 7-9 BS from the Rams yesterday. Blowing a 10-point fourth quarter lead <laughs> against the Dolphins at home. Jared Goff. They're, they're, they finally played Jared Goff, their number one overall draft pick, the quarterback. Look, he didn't do much. The Rams don't really do much to help any quarterback there. I mean, they're... Uh, their um, their offense is just not particularly good. Okay, got something going on here with my recording. All uh, right. Anyway, I guess I guess that's their cue. Yeah, I guess that is. They, they, they've had enough. I guess Garage Band is telling us to wrap it up. <laughs> uh, a very happy and healthy Thanksgiving to everybody out there listening. We will be back next Monday to break down all the Thanksgiving action as well as